It is my distinct honor tonight uh, to bring this pulpit my youngest son, in whom I'm well pleased. Amen. I don't know exactly what he's going to preach tonight, but I know that he's sought diligently after the Lord. I know that he's prayed, he's locked himself away in my office, and he's sought the face of God. He struggled for several days with the word that he felt like God wanted him to deliver and trying to make sure as a young preacher learning, just learning how to discern the voice of God and how to follow that leading and that prompting. It's, it's not as easy as, as uh, Andrew makes it look. Amen. I'm very thankful, though, for young men that have a heart to follow after God. I'm asking that you just lend your ear to him, uh, allow the anointing of the Holy Ghost to move. If, 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 if he gets out of the book and says anything untoward, that's okay, Pastor. will take care of it. Amen. Would you just let this young man preach the word of God to you? Everybody say, God bless Harrison. Hallelujah, everybody. Hallelujah. Okay, so, you know, as my dad explained, I really juggled around trying to find ideas, well, trying to pick the ideas. See, for about a month, I had, I'm going to do this, and I, I felt really good about it. And then Wednesday night, I had a you know, new thing, and so now it's in between the two. And then yesterday, I got another <laughs> idea to dwell upon. So I've been bouncing in between the three I, I finally settled on one but it may be a little rough because of the slight time crunch I did it in but I hope it's okay so the, the title is not important for now it will tie in later but um, the title is great expectations with great limitations and um, I pray the best way to start is just defining what expectations are the definition of expectation is the act. Oh, you may be seated. Can I ask one there about that? I was preparing not to say you may be seated because everybody was already taking their seats. And then you just said them all wrong. <laughs> well, as I said, expectation is the act or the state of expecting. And I was like, really hard to grasp when you're expecting to have a state of expectation. Um, and in expectation is where our problem lies. You see, expectors expect. I made up that word. I'm very proud of it. Um, expectors expect, and that's just what they do. Doctors expect a patient to get better. They expect the operation to succeed. Mechanics work very hard on vehicles and automobiles and expect the problem to go away. Builders build buildings and expect them to stand firm. Cooks prepare food and expect it to taste good. Investors in, invest and expect to get a profit. But you see, somehow, when it comes to the church, we've gotten in this little ideal where we uh, just you know sit on our pews, kind of get all relaxed, and, and expect nothing. That's just what we expect. We expect nothing to happen. We accept the normal. We accept what we expect 
you know, we expect Sunday night church just to happen how Sunday night church happens. You know, every single time we're just going to sing a few songs. We're just going to preach a little while and hopefully not too long. You know, I have better places to be. You know, I, I really need to be somewhere else. Or I need to get to the restaurant before the Sunday night crowd rolls in so I'm not waiting forever to get a table. I mean, you know, then, then we say our little prayers at the altars and walk away, please, with just a, another Sunday night service. You know, no, no change to the agenda, just normal Sunday night service, what we expect. Because when the agenda changes, we get uncomfortable. See, we, we didn't expect it. It changed. And now we're, we're in this situation, and we're not used to it. We're, we're in this area that we're not comfortable with. Another definition for expectation is an acceptant, an expectant mental attitude. See, expectation is something that happens in your mind. It's something you actually happens with you. So you get this, you get this idea. You get this expectation. You get this idea, and you become like the woman with the issue of blood. Whenever you start to have the idea of expectation, you expect God to do what He can do. See, whenever you start expecting. God to do what he can do, that leads to the faith that God can do what he can do. See, your expectation is what fuels your faith. Literally, if you think on it, our entire faith is built on the expectation that there will be a day when every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord of Lords. Our entire faith is built on our expectation. See, we get, we get like that woman. And we do all that we can do to get closer whenever we actually find our expectation. It causes us to break the barrier, the, the social barriers. You know, we, we don't care anymore. We're like the woman pushing through the crowd. We have to get where our expectation is. We can't just stay back because we have to get over there. We're pushing through. And it may be painful and it may be hard and we may look dumb and, and people may look down on us. But we have to get there. See, the woman, she had high expectations, but she had to do what she had to do to get them. She expected a miracle. Her expectation caused her action to cause him to have a reaction of a great miracle. You see, she had an expectation, but she had to act to get them. She couldn't stay where she was and do the same thing that she had been doing to get her expectation of a miracle. When we start to actually expect God to do what he can do, that's when we say, I don't care what other people are going to think of me. I don't care how they're going to look at me. And I don't know really how it's all going to work out. But I expect the miraculous to occur through my action. So I'm not just going to sit where I am. I'm not just going to do the things I've been doing, but I'm going to get out a little bit. I'm, I'm going to praise the Lord because I ain't sitting where I've been sitting. Because I, I have the expectation that God's going to do something great. I have the expectation that he is going to be miraculous. But that will never happen without the action. Because I have a high expectations I do what I do. See, expectation is the root of the miraculous. Expectation is what leads to the faith 
that causes the miracle. But we must be careful in our expectation because the miracle will only ever be as good as the expectation. And that's why you can fall at an altar. You can pray over a situation over and over and over. You can fast. You can pray. You can plead the blood. But if you don't expect God to be God, you don't expect him to show up and show out in the situation, then you're never going to get your miracle. Because if you don't expect it to happen, then it's not going to happen. See, do you want to know how you can tell if you actually expect it to happen? If you actually expect it to happen, you'll show a little bit of action. You see, if you're expecting a package in the mail within the next week, you don't just sit on your couch and expect the package in the mail. You know, you know it's coming in the next week, so you're just going to sit there and wait on it. No, every single day, you run out there, and you open the mailbox, and is it there yet? No. Next day, is it there yet? No, you show the action. You go, and you get it. See, you, whenever you're going against something, and you expect something to come out of it, you don't just fight the battle of it spiritually, but you fight it physically as well in the fact that, you know, like the woman, you do all that you can do to get to the point to where that expectation can become real. It can actually happen. Right. See, you, you say it's that coworker or that family member. What, you expect them to get saved, but you refuse to go, go to them and try to bring them to church? You refuse to invite them to church? You, know, you just hang out with them on a day-to-day basis? You refuse to try to start a Bible study with them, try to get them enveloped in the Word? You're just going to sit by and have a casual conversation? You know, the really a thing you could do to try to try to show that you want the uh, um, that you have an expectation that they're going to do something is be a Christian towards them. See, if we're not careful, we get caught up that you know we're we're Pentecostal, and well, you know, I love being Pentecostal, but but we get caught up. Hey, we're Pentecostal. Yeah, all those other people, you know. What about you know they're they're they don't know they don't know it right, and they're they're just wrong and. And we kind of start to kind of build ourselves up. You know, we're the, we're the right ones. We're, we're up here and, and they're over here. You know, we're, we're up with God and, well, they, they don't know what they're talking about. You see, and I almost wish that we could think about it as not Pentecostal and not Baptist and not Methodist and not all the other religions, but we would just think and try to be Christians and quit trying to be Pentecostal. Because if you're a Christian, you're going to get saved. If you act like a Christian towards them, you aren't running the risk of showing that, oh, see, we're better because we do this and, and being condescending towards them because you're a Christian. And Christians show love and Christians show kindness and Christians are like Christ. Now, you know, that there's the just completely having no expectation. There's also having expectation but then capping it off with limitation which is where the title comes into play you see you i chose this because it actually doesn't work you can't have this great expectation but then great limitations on it you you can't have that they don't go together they contradict you see we cannot have our high expectations until we take out the limitations 
until you can accept that you cannot limit God, until you accept that there has never been a problem or a sickness or a situation where God said, oh, wow, this one's going to be rough. Like, hmm, I'm really going to have to think on this one. There's never been a time when God was challenged with the situation. So you can't put limitations on your expectations or else your expectations will be hindered greatly. See, whenever we start to believe that God will be God and God will do what God does and in his infinite power and his infinite glory, he will reign, that is when the miraculous will actually happen without limitation. See, that is when the revival will start to occur. That is when you'll actually see the people from your work or the people in your family coming to an altar of repentance and being filled with the Holy Ghost. Because you have to, you can't put limits on it. See, I just, I really do. I wonder what would happen if we could actually grasp a hold of that idea of high expectation. See, like, if we could actually understand that the possibilities, the, the expectation that we should have, we would have church until we healed every single sickness in this building and we came, overcame every single struggle. If we all had that expectation, like, just imagine it right now. If you, whenever you walked into this building, you had the expectation that that lost family member or coworker or friend was going to, in just the middle of the surface, come walking through those doors unannounced and come to one of these altars and begin to find God like they had never known him. See, if, if you would actually, if we were able to just expect that every Baptist, Methodist, atheist, drug addict, every sinner in this community would come through these doors, then we would see the revival. We're never going to see it if we don't expect it. When we actually expect the outlandish, we expect the unheard of. When we expect the unexpected, then God will act like God in ways we have never seen before. When we expect everything to happen on a Sunday night, except a normal Sunday night service, then we'll stop having normal Sunday night services. See, if you actually want to grow in your expectation, you have to stop expecting the normal. You have to expect the unheard of, expect the outlandish, expect the unexpected. Another definition of expectation reads, the degree of probability that something will occur. Sometimes we don't know what to expect. Really, we're just, we know something will occur. I I don't know what, I don't know how, but I expect something to happen. If I go out and I go do my thing, something's going to happen. You see, sometimes we have to just expect and understand that something's going to happen. The action caused by our high expectations is going to lead to something. It may lead to our expectation eventually, or it may lead to something different, but something is going to happen. Just like Elijah on the mountain, God gave a promise, 
And he and Elijah acted on the promise because of his expectation that the promise would not fail him. See, he went up to the mountain and he prayed, and he prayed that there would be rain. And, you know, that there was supposed to be rain after he went and did that. So he sent a servant to go check, and the servant looked, not a cloud in the sky. But it was his expectation of the promise to come true that he said, go again. And they did it seven times until he saw one little cloud. One tiny cloud barely coming over the horizon. And he was satisfied because then came mighty, mighty clouds producing a lot of rain. And it was his expectation that made him not lose hope. It was his expectation that kept his faith. See, he didn't lose his hope or his faith or get discouraged because he had a firm grip on his expectation. As long as he kept expecting something to happen, he didn't get lost or didn't get sidetracked. His expectation eventually led to the reaction that fulfilled the promise of God. Now, sometimes we have an expectation, but our actions don't cause our expectation. Now, we can expect something great to happen, and it never really happened through our actions. In the definition earlier, expectation meant something was going to happen. It didn't necessarily mean the thing you're expecting is going to happen. It means something will happen. It may not comply with you, but something's going to happen. Such as Stephen, after the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the upper room, Stephen went out after receiving power from on high, you know, the power to, that gave him the ability to preach and teach the gospel, and went out to a lost world And he never gave up, even as it led to his death. See, I don't think that Stephen expected to die whenever he walked out of the upper room and ended up going and preaching and teaching and um, teaching people to understand the truth. You see, I, I don't think he thought he would go out and be stoned to death. But, and really, I bet, He expected a great revival to happen. I bet he thought through his action and his expectation that something great was going to come out of it. A nation would be won over to God or something like that. But that's not what happened. But through his action of his great expectation, there was a little boy named Saul who held the coats of the people who stoned him. And that moment in time is what starts Saul's journey and it leads to one of the greatest acts of mercy on a road to Damascus you see it let God reveal himself to Saul which would eventually become Paul which I'm sure you've all heard of and Paul would end up doing great works for God's kingdom you see so your expectation your the action that you act upon because of your expectation may not lead in the end to your expectation, but it's going to lead to something for God's kingdom. Okay, so I'm trying to come into a closing if the musicians would come. See, he had expectations, but the result of his action was unexpected. Now, in closing, I'm going to read... 
um, Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. And it says, And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. It is not, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house, and he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. You see, I ask that you would expect the unexpected. Take the limitations off of God. Have the expectation that God is going to show up and show out in the situation. Expect your miracle and expect your healing. See, don't let this moment pass you by like another Sunday night. Don't be like the people of Nazareth who, when Jesus came to them and he even performed a few works, denied him and he had to leave, leaving so many works undone. So don't, don't leave here wondering what mighty works God could have done. I'm asking someone to come to these altars with high expectations and no limitations to receive their blessing from God.